Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast. Hour three. Hello, America. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. I hope you're doing well. The phone number, 877-973-7425, if you want to be on the program. I want to talk about control because there there's a, a level of corruption that's happening with the control Democrats want out of us. And I don't You know, I I think people intuitively understand, but we don't really talk about it. A lot of people say that Republicans right now, because of Donald Trump, are an authoritarian party. I want to be real honest with you. There are people on the right right now who posit a vision of national greatness or some such as they call it. It's a very populist movement, but it is rather authoritarian because when you listen to them, they essentially wish to use the government to advance a mobilization of people and industry towards a particular vision that the government itself wants based on the leadership and the vision of leadership. It's a very dangerous idea because you're not allowing the free market to work. You're commanding and controlling the, the the people and the businesses of America to your vision, and that is authoritarian. Not only that, when you listen to them that we're going to, we're going to impose this vision on people. We're going to call people back into church. We're going to start passing more blue laws. We're going to, 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 um, illiberalize society. We're we're going to make society much more conservative by the force of government. Elections happen. And when those elections happen, the other side could gain power and reverse the vision. And if you really believe this is for the good of the country and it must happen this way, you are dabbling inside an authoritarianism that ultimately um, uses strongman tactics to control the outcome of elections. It's a very dangerous strain of authoritarian thinking that's cropping up on the right. It's true. However, this strain of thinking has been happening on the left for a very long time. Because the left is far more progressive and secular. Now, I need to explain this thinking, and for some of you, for some of you, this is going to be old hat. Some of you are going to hear this, and you're going to know I've said these things before. I sound repetitive, but it's worth saying again. We have such an expanded audience now. Have you ever wondered why so much secular ideology ends in mass murder and genocide? Whether it was the National Socialists, the Nazis, I'm sorry, but they were left-leaning secular ideology. 
their kissing cousins, the communists, left-leaning ideology. The reason these secular ideologies tend to end in genocide is because you cannot bring your heaven to the earth when the earth is full of sinners who do not go along with your vision. Let's take environmentalism, because environmentalism tends to spawn terrorists. The environmental movement tends to be authoritarian. It's where the left is headed and, and ultimately will end in violence. You do everything right. You are a good progressive who believes in saving the planet. You have put solar panels on your roof. You have a wind turbine in your backyard. You are completely off the power grid. You have converted to veganism. You drive a battery-powered car charged off the solar panels and the wind turbine from your home. Your clothing is all organic, and you're a miserable, angry person. But that's another story. You've done everything right. You're now a vegan because you don't want cows in your body because of their carbon footprint. You're off the grid with, with wind and solar, and you've got a battery to store power in your home. You're a good, white, progressive, rich liberal who can afford these things. You've got your non-Tesla electric car. You don't like Elon Musk. You're a good liberal. You're doing your part to reduce your carbon footprint and save the planet, but your next-door neighbor, the wife drives a Suburban. The husband has a jacked-up GMC Sierra dual cab. They have five kids. The wife is pregnant with the sixth kid. And the dad's big into backyard adventurous cooking, and he's got a smoker, he's got a pellet grill, he's got a big green egg. It's like me, he's got the pellet grill, the big green egg, and he's got the big grill. You can't have your heaven on earth as long as those people exist. If heaven isn't real, but you can have it on earth, and you've, as of the good environmentalists, have done everything you can possibly do to bring heaven to earth, you're not going to get it as long as you've got knuckle-dragging mouth breather next door who's grilling steaks for the family, driving a big dual-cab uh, jacked-up GMC Sierra while his wife's driving the, the Suburban, and they got five kids. Their carbon footprint is a billion times more than yours. So what do you do? Initially, what you do is you support politicians who force them out of their vehicles. You support politicians who expand the cafe standards so much that a suburban is impossible to have anymore. You support policies that drive up the cost of groceries so far that this family's got to start cutting back. They can't have steak on the weekend anymore because they can't afford it. You support policies that drive up the cost of the power grid so that their electric bills are so high, they've got to start cutting back the air conditioner. You support policies that drive up all the costs. And yet, the climate footprint of the family and of the nation still is not going down. Over time, through the distance of time, 
the environmentalists continue to get more and more authoritarian. And what they do in the long game is those kids from that family, they don't go to private school, they go to public school. So in the public schools, you start an agenda. In the very elementary schools, they start learning about the gender unicorn. Those five kids next door, they start coming home from school thinking that, well, I, I'm, I've got boy parts, but I might be a girl. Maybe I should chop off the boy parts. Maybe I should, maybe I should go on, on hormone therapy so that I don't go through puberty. Suddenly, of those four, five kids, one of them is now sterile. Maybe you can do it to two or three of them. You've reduced the carbon footprint because now one of those kids won't be breeding. You indoctrinate in the school system the other kids to the horrors of global warming. So now they come home in the afternoon, they're mad at dad. They don't want to eat steak anymore because, well, it's bad for the environment. Teacher said so at school. So now you've taken two of them and they've reduced the family's carbon footprint just because you've scared the bejesus out of the kids at school that dad, their dad is an enemy. You've used the school system to indoctrinate the kids. You've used the school system to encourage the kids to sterilize themselves. You see how much of a bigger plan it is. And all of it is very authoritarian. You've taken lies and made the kids believe them as truth so that they've sterilized themselves. They've given up their, their meat. You've turned the kids against dad. Dad's now a bad guy. They don't want to be like dad. What dad likes a pickup truck? Well, I'm getting a little two-seater smart car. You've used the schools to indoctrinate the kids, to turn them against the parents. You've brainwashed the kids through their progressive activist teachers. You're slowly over time doing it, but you, that, that, that's, that's a family with five kids. Two of those kids, they grow up, they get married, and each of them have five kids. And they're all redneck right-wingers, and they still drive their pickup trucks. At some point, the environmentalists are going to start cutting the brake lines on the car. At some point, the environmentalists are going to get murderous to save the planet. It's the way all progressive ideologies wind up from Nazism to communism. And yes, I refuse to submit to the idea Nazism was some left or right-wing thing. Nazism was so progressive, Adolf Hitler tried to convert the entire country to vegetarianism. It's a true story. In the Nazi party's playing, this is before World War II, people. This was not to save money on cows. This is before World War II. Hitler wanted to convert all of Germany to vegetarianism because he thought it, there was health benefit. And they could save money on health care by everyone being vegetarian. It leads to genocide. But in the run-up to the genocide over a generation or so, it's authoritarian. It's as authoritarian as these right-wingers who want to use the government to impose some sort of moralistic value system on America as opposed to letting the free market decide. It's the same thing, except it's worse because the, the right-wing authoritarianism generally doesn't end in genocide, and the left-wing authoritarianism from communism to Nazism generally always does. In the meantime, it's about control. They want to control your children because your children need to be indoctrinated into groupthink, away from wrongthink. They want to control your access to vehicles. 
Joni Ernst and I had this conversation on Saturday at the gathering about this push now to even force farmers into battery-powered tractors and vehicles. Battery-powered combines, they're so heavy you can't pull them out of the field when they get stuck. And they don't go as far. I, I mentioned yesterday the Ford CEO tried to drive an F-150 Lightning from California over to Las Vegas and was shocked at how long it took to, to power the vehicle. It took 40 minutes just to go another 150 miles in the charge because the charge was so long. And then you start doing the math. And you're like, they've converted us all to battery-powered cars, and now all of us have to use these charging stations. There aren't enough charging stations. When I go to the gas station, usually one of the one or two of the pumps are out. There's still enough pumps that I can fill up my gas. It takes less than five minutes ago with these battery-powered cars. Even the high-speed supercharger is going to take 10, 15, 20 minutes. They don't care because it's all about control. They can control your geographic reach and travel. They can control what you eat. They control where you buy your food. They can control your kid's education. It's all about control. It's all about control. They are deeply authoritarian, and they're using a level of projection against the right, screaming about the authoritarian nature of Donald Trump. So much of it is progressive projection against the right. Who cares what the truth is? So long as their truth reigns supreme, it is a deeply dangerous, malcontented ideology, and it's cropping up more and more on the left. We see it in the Biden administration and their desire to control the type of stove you have, the type of water heater you have, the type of car you drive, the type of air conditioner you have, where your kids go to school. All of it is about controlling you. They've given up on persuading you. They want to control you. Did you know China has made it a priority to teach students financial literacy starting in preschool? Financial literacy isn't taught in our elementary schools, and parents lack the resources to teach it at home. American kids are yet again being left behind. Now there's a great way for parents and grandparents to help the kids they love learn about finance, thanks to the Sensibles. And at bcs-kids.com. The Sensibles are a team of animated superheroes who help kids aged 6 to 12 develop smart money habits in a fun way. BCS-Kids.com was created to channel this multimedia resource to kids everywhere. Buy a subscription for your loved ones, and each month, they'll get a Sensibles kit in the mail with an entertaining DVD, comic book, and activities. Digital subscriptions are also available. They'll also get access to an interactive website with a library of lessons, fun activities, and more. Want 20% off the monthly subscription costs? Visit at bcs-kids.com. Enter the promo code ERIC, my name, E-R-I-C-K. It's the sensible thing to do. Subscribe today at bcs-kids.com. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-973-7425. We got a number of people on the phones. If y'all just stand by, I'll get to your phone calls here in just a minute. I, I just, I gotta say, I just sent an email to uh, Governor Brian Kemp's office here in Georgia. My daughter is the president of the senior class at her high school. And the class has asked that uh, I reach out to Governor Kemp and see if he might give the commencement address to their high school graduation. I don't know whether he would or not or would want to or can, whatever. But I said, I'm happy to. I just, I assumed, I, I, I don't know. There is this world-famous radio show talk show host who lives in Macon, Georgia. He's filled in for Rush Limbaugh 
and Herman Cain and Neil Bortz. He's now in national syndication in his own right. Uh, he just did this big conference uh, where he got a bunch of presidential candidates to come. He's on a first-name basis with with former presidents and vice presidents and, and gets asked to speak all over the planet. And I, I just assume that, that, I mean, with a guy like that in their backyard, whose daughter's the president of the senior class, they might ask that guy to give the commencement speech. But no, 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 they, they, they won't just some governor. <laughs> it is a little humbling when your kid says, Dad, we don't want you to speak at graduation. We want Brian Kemp. <laughs> That's fine. It's totally fine. I have submitted the request. I have submitted the request. If he says yes, I, I won't pray for a sore throat or anything that day for him. <laughs> My wife's like, you can't do it. You you'll be on. You'll be a blubbering like teary eyed mess. So you can't do it. And she's probably right. I'm going to ball my eyes. How am I this old? My kid registered to vote yesterday. Now, she doesn't turn 18 for another couple of weeks, but within six months of, of turning 18, you can get your registration on file. And my kid yesterday registered to vote. How am I this old? I'm not even like 50 yet. And I'm still, I'm like in my 40s. How am I this old? I don't feel old. I've got, got a little bit of gray hair on the sides, but I don't feel old, and yet my kid is about to be 18 years old. This is absurd to me. It is genuinely absurd. I, I don't I don't like it. I, I really don't. About to go to college. i got to get her to start working on her college applications. <sighs> okay, we can move on now. I have submitted the request to have the governor of Georgia speak instead of the world-famous talk radio show host who's beloved by millions of people on the radio every day that they don't want. <laughs> I'll get over it. I am a small businessman. The company that I run for my radio show, it's a small business. I've got employees. I don't have HR. You may be in that situation, and you may really need HR. Well, you may want to talk to Bambi. When running a business, your employees can create all sorts of interesting situations and they could get you in trouble. What happens when two employees are squabbling? One of them smells bad all the time. What do you do? How do you navigate the rules? With Bambi, you get access to your own dedicated HR manager starting at just $99 a month. They're available by phone, email, real-time chat. Onboarding and terminations run smoothly. Team members reach peak performance. Your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations. Let Bambi handle your employees for you. Their HR autopilot automates important HR practices like setting policies, training, and feedback. Listen, you want U.S.-based HR managers who give you experience, expertise, a personal touch you need to make it seem like they're a part of your team. They can cost eighty grand a year, but Bambi starts at $99 a month. Schedule your free conversation today to see how much Bambi can take off your plate. Go to Bambi.com right now. Type in Eric Erickson under podcast when you sign up. It'll help you. It'll help your company grow. It'll help you keep peace of mind. It's spelled B-A-M-B-E-E. Bam. B-E-E.com. Bambi.com. Type in Eric Erickson. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson. The phone number, 877-973-7425. Got folks who've been waiting very patiently. I want to go to David. You're going to be up first. Welcome, David. Hey, Eric. Uh, nice to talk to you. Hey, um, your comment uh, a while back about the uh, school board and being involved in the school board, I totally agree with that. Uh, I live up in the suburbs here in Atlanta, 
And uh, I went to uh, a couple of the school board meetings back during the, the COVID and school lockdowns and all this sort of stuff. And at one of the meetings, uh, the governor was saying, hey, no more mask mandates. The school board was saying, nope, the mask mandates are still in place. The whole school board meeting was kind of uh, thrown in an uproar. They cleared the room or they tried to. They had a separate meeting in another room. It ended up being in an AJC piece about how local school parents and anti-vaxxers and anti-maxxers and all this were trying to disrupt the, uh, the school board. And that was one of the um, uh, articles that was used in the National School Board Association letter to the Justice Department. And so I feel like I, I was at this meeting. I sat quietly. I was chatting with my neighbors, waiting to have a turn to speak. And the next thing I know, I'm in a letter to the FBI saying these parents are domestic terrorists. And that was the thing that really set me off. I wasn't there to hurt anybody wasn't there to make an uproar. I just wanted to voice my opinion. And literally that meeting went all the way up to the FBI. I, I, I'm, I'm just disappointed that you're not a domestic terrorist, David. This would have been a more exciting <laughs> phone call. <laughs> yeah, you know, isn't it insane, though, how parents have been vilified? I mean, it, it just it, it boggles my mind that in the 21st century in the United States, that this sort of stuff can happen. You know, I'm, I'm not going to disconnect you because I want you to be here with me while I tell you about the story a friend of mine just sent me. Um, it's so relevant to this. So there's a school board, uh, the San Jose United School District out in California, uh, and a, a fellowship of Christian athletes group got set up on campus. A single teacher complained that the group uh, was on campus. And so the school board voted that you aren't allowed to have a fellowship of Christian athletes uh, program in their school system. So obviously it goes to court. So you know what the school system decided to do when the court said that's discrimination? <laughs> they got rid of every school group of kids in their district. No kid was Crazy. allowed to join any organization. And the school board did that. I just, I, 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 I'm, well, one, so let me just tell you, David, real quick, before, before I let you go, one, thank you for showing up and being a part. Um, it, it, thank you for being involved. You, I, I'm stunned by the number of people who have kids in public schools who don't even know who their school board member is. And here you are going to the meeting. Uh, and, and, you know, two, uh, I hope other people can learn from this and also get involved and start just showing up to the meetings and listening. So, look, uh, thanks very much. Thanks for being involved. Thanks for being engaged. Thanks for being here. Yo, you do understand th these meetings are public. There are portions of meetings that can be behind closed doors. So, typically, when I was in uh, on city council, and we, even when I, when I was a lawyer, I advised a lot of local governments. Uh, if you're discussing the acquisition of property or you're discussing uh, the personnel matters about an individual, you can go behind closed doors. You're not allowed to take any action. You're not allowed to vote behind closed doors. But you don't want the public knowing, for example, if you're a school board, you don't want the public knowing what land you're about to buy to build a new school because all of a sudden the property values would go up tremendously. Uh, you typically go through a third party so that you're anonymous. You, you do a fair market transaction. You don't do eminent domain in these cases typically. Uh, and you don't want people to know because then otherwise the, the property values skyrocket. Uh, and you don't want to uh, talk about an employee, frankly, in public because something could be said to damage that person's reputation or the school system. Then they tend to be confidential matters. And so you do that behind closed doors. But again, you're not allowed to vote on a matter. 
but all the votes are public and almost all the discussions outside of personnel and land have to be in public settings. And all you got to do is go up and show up at your, whether it's your uh, planning and zoning commission or your city council or your county commission or your school board. And let me just tell you, God's honest truth in my experience as an elected official, I try to repress the fact that I was once an elected official. There was this thing when I was on city council, it was called a constituent and they're people and people are stupid and, and my gosh, I didn't like it. But I did it. Now, there were people, local reporters got mad at me because I wouldn't show up to all the meetings. And I was like, I was showing up at the meetings where I had to be there. Um, I wouldn't come into all the other meetings. They were like, oh, he's not showing up to me. I was I was there when I needed to be. Now, there were some that I missed because I had a TV obligation on CNN or was traveling during the election season. But by and large, I was there. I ran a committee, did all these things, saw it, the inner workings of it, saw how ridiculous local government can be. But I want to tell you, all of you listening right now, in my experience, and it's not just where I live, it's everywhere, well-meaning retiree progressives are the most likely people to show up. Uh, if you're a senior citizen and you're conservative or you're a parent who's a conservative, you are more, you are like a rarity. If you're a progressive, it's what you do. It's like you're showing up to worship your God. You're, you're showing up at government. Conservatives don't show up, and, and parents need to. Particularly in this day and age, there are so many school boards that do vilify parents and think that parents should have no say and no input. The more you're likely to show up at a school board, the better off you are, the, the more likely and uh, more engaged uh, people will be, and the more school boards will listen to you, the parent who shows up and is seen as part of the process. Because if you're in the room regularly, like even when I was in city council, we would have a couple of people who were progressives and they had been to every meeting and not just every meeting I'd been a part of. They had been there for so long that we literally could reach out to these people in the audience and say, do you remember the last time this was discussed? And they're all well-meaning people. They're liberal. They see the world differently than me. They support policies differently than me. But I could, I could from the bench say, hey, didn't we discuss this a couple of months ago? Do you remember? Because none of us seem to remember what's going on. And, and, and inevitably, they could call it back and say, yeah, this is what happened. This is what you guys decided. Uh, and then chime in, of course, I think it was a terrible idea, but this is what you decided. But it was useful information for us. And they have this institutional level of knowledge. You, you start showing up, you're a conservative parent, the progressives on city council, they may not like you. But you're going to be a useful resource for them, too. You're going to be able to recall what they did. And, and conservatives just don't do that. It's not in our will. We have lives and families and, and businesses to run and jobs and Little League and stuff like that. So I get it. But it is notable. It's usually the progressives in the room. Glenn, welcome to the Eric Erickson Show. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fine. How are you? Great. What's hey, going on? I, I, I saw something on the media that nobody called attention, but I got a person. I got a message for you because of the invitation you had to send to the governor. A prophet is without honor except in his hometown, among his relatives, and in his own household. Uh, a, a buddy of mine just texted me the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, anyway, so I watched the video. I watched it on the news of the Ford executive. And he was he was talking about the challenges of, of the charging stations on his car. And this has got to do with controlling our lives, making us go electric. Anyway, he's talking about the charging stations. Well, in the background, they're passing a giant windmill farm. And from what I saw, I could only see one of the windmills turning very slowly. So they did this thing. He's talking about the difficulties. And they want us to power our cars. 
But nobody's highlighted that. But if I sent the link to your y'all's email. Uh, one oh, man. link. You can find I, it. I will find but it. But the windmills aren't turning. <laughs> I thought, well, they, that says it all. You know, I, so Glenn, it, it's funny you say that because when I go to Las Vegas, I'm not a big gambler. I tell people that, and, and I feel like I got to people think I go out to Las Vegas and blow all my money out there. I don't do that. I like to go. The, some of the best machine gun ranges are outside Las Vegas. You can go shoot machine guns. Uh, but what I love to do is to go out into the desert or, or take a helicopter into the Grand Canyon. And uh, when, when you're out there, they've got windmills everywhere. And I'm always stunned by how rarely they're ever spinning. I mean, they just don't, I don't know if they're locked or is there no wind or what, but I'm like, why do you have these out here if they're not spinning? And I guess they do at times, but it's very weird to me that I hardly ever see them uh, spinning at all. And it's funny you say that because, you know, that was the drive. What the the CEO of Ford was doing was driving, I think, from Sacramento to Las Vegas, or it might have been Los Angeles to Las Vegas, which is only about a three or four hour drive. But I just, I have always remarked, when I go out there, you, you don't see these things spinning very often. It's just, it's odd. The whole thing is odd. Okay, um, I, I, I want to mention something that's come up a little bit on radio today. I don't know if you know, COVID is back. Da, da, da. I, y'all, the media is starting to freak out about COVID coming back. We, we had a call on this earlier. Now, I will tell you, um, in the run-up to the gathering, my kid got sick and I was like, I can't go get the kid tested because if he's got COVID and I know he's got COVID, it's going to just, it's, it, I'm going to have to cancel the conference. Everybody's going to freak out. I'm, I'm going to lose money. What am I, I can't go have him tested. So I'm like, all right, fine. I'm going to go have him tested and then I'll get tested right before the conference. And please God, no, don't let me have COVID. Well, he was negative for COVID. He was the first case of the flu. The doctor said it was like he won the lottery. First case of the flu that he knew of in middle Georgia. And the doctor said, they had seen over 20 kids with COVID that very day. In fact, around my part, it's COVID and strep throat going around in the school systems right now. And you've got um, oh, one of the Morris Brown, which is a very small school. It's like 30 or 30 to 50 kids on campus. Very progressive college has mask mandates. No known cases on campus, but they've decided to impose a mask mandate on the 30 to 50 students in the college. We're going to start seeing this sort of nonsense again. Don't give in to it now. We we, we, we know at this point, and, and literally, all if you've listened to my program, I was willing to go along with masks at first because there was a lot of data out there and a lot of studies that actually they played a role in keeping COVID from spreading, and it was COVID spreading inside houses, except there's a catch if you read the research. The particulate onto which the COVID virus could spread got smaller and smaller. And when the people who talk about the, the the mask never work stuff say this, they too forget, just like the people who say masks are still something that work, forget about this. Lots of studies showed that over time, as COVID mutated, the particulate it needed to survive in became smaller and smaller to the point now, the vapor that can penetrate the masks is smaller, is, is large enough to hold the COVID virus in stable form to be able to spread. So your disposable masks and your cloth masks are not working even when they redirect the flow. It used to be kind of the bigger water vapor droplets uh, and, and with the even the, the public mask, they could go up and then down because they, they shot up over your nose and then the gravity could take over and they didn't stay airborne quite as long. 
as those that went straight out. But at this point now, all of the data shows these masks are useless unless you're going to wear an N95 mask. Now, we had people at the gathering that were in N95 masks. It was one family. They all wore masks. Uh, they were all very, very nice people. They're conservatives, but they also have a, a compromised immune system in their family, which made a ton of sense. COVID spreading. You're still going to go live your life. But they had um, they have compromised immunity in their family, and so they did this. And it's just it, it's it's a really big big thing that um, they want us to go back into masks, and they're not going to work. And they're I'm sure they're going to try to force vaccines again, and they're not. It, it, there's no reason to. It's just like the flu now. We just got to treat it like the flu season. Somebody here's going to get it. You may not get it. There are. Um, Things like um, uh, Tamiflu for flu, they've got equivalents for COVID now. This is just another cycle of of sickness that the world is going to go through. And 99.98% of people are going to be fine. A buddy of mine who has dealt with long COVID, had a horrible, horrible case of COVID, was hospitalized. He got it again last week. He was down for two days with fever and aches and then rebounded. It was nothing like what he had the first time. Um, as it has mutated, it's gotten weaker and weaker and weaker because the virus wants to survive. It doesn't want to kill off the host. It wants to be able to survive and spread. And so it's gotten weaker uh, over time through its mutations. And I think we're going to be okay. But you just watch the media try to scare the bejesus out of people because it's all they know how to do. COVID porn is back, and it's not going to stop. Now, I want to direct you before we go to commercial break division computers. And I, I, I got to explain this one to you. You can go to a Best Buy or maybe a Walmart or a big box store and you can buy an off-the-shelf computer. And that computer is going to be designed to be as generic as possible to be able to get use out of whoever. And, but what if you've got unique, uh, you, you want a computer with a better uh, GPU because your kid likes to play games? Or you're in a software company or, or you're, you're in a law firm and you need to make sure that your computer doesn't have a lot of downtime, that you've got a fast hard drive, you got to be able to convert a lot of documents to PDF to send them over to courthouses and upload them online, and you're worried about the technology, you're worried about the viruses, you're worried about keeping them updated. That's where Vision Computer comes in. Vision can, like, let, let's use, because I used to be a lawyer, let's say you've got a law firm and you've got secretaries, you've got associates in your law firm, you've got, you've got paralegals in your law firm, they all need they all need computers, maybe laptops or desktops, and you just can't afford to have an IT department because you're a small, you're a small legal startup. Vision Computer can do that for you. Or your doctor's office, your, your whatever, your electrician's office, whatever you need. They can build you the computers you need and save you money because they're custom building exactly what you need as opposed to just generic big box store. And then they can be your tech support. They give you a phone number that you call, and they actually answer the phone. So your secretary, your law clerk, your paralegal, your associate, they don't have to come to you and say, hey, my computer's broken. What do I do, boss? You say call Vision Computer, and Vision Computer is your IT support. They're your tech support. Email, printer setup, you name it. Uh, outsource to Vision Computer. Save yourself some money. Let them take care of you. The hardware and the software support that you need, call them at 404-COMPUTE and tell them I sent you. 404 Compute, any of you anywhere in the 50 states, 404 Compute, you can go to visioncomputers.com, visioncomputers, plural, dot com. But if you call them at 404 Compute, ask about the Eric Erickson special, and they'll save you some money, too. Well, looks like I need a new producer. <laughs> I don't know. After his job with the conference, I guess he thinks he can... He can send me text messages like the one he just sent me and keep his job. I would not take job security for granted, Charlie. 
can't say anything on the radio beyond that. Now, we must move on to other things. Um, you know, it, it, it's interesting that somebody just sent me a uh, study on masks from 2020 about influenza. And that's kind of the point that I'm making uh, is, you, you know, if the particular, the water, the size of the water vapor that COVID needed to survive in when it was COVID A was far larger than what COVID, whatever, wherever we're at, uh, needs to survive now according to the research, which is why, so in 2020, there were a lot of studies, the reason CDC has never told people to wear masks with influenza, uh, with the flu is because it just doesn't do any good. Uh, influenza can penetrate the masks pretty easily and it stays airborne for a long time and spreads. When COVID first started, the water droplets that it needed to survive in were bigger and heavier uh, than the ones now. It's now very similar to influenza in particular survivability. So it's it's uh, gotten mutated over time to where it can survive longer. And so masks aren't going to save you unless your college is forcing you to wear an N95 mask. And they're not doing that. That's that's just the problem. Um, uh, what is this? Uh, wow. Um, apparently, uh, Taylor Swift has decided not to do the Super Bowl. I want my daughter to know I probably um, I probably know this news before her since she's still in school right now, although I'm pretty sure she gets, like, alerts on Taylor Swift. My kid is such a Taylor Swift fan. Um, okay, I, I, I'm getting distracted here at the end. I, I still got stuff to talk about, and, and I don't have long to talk about it, but Taylor Swift news, that gets me because I like to know it before my kid knows it. Now, tonight... You're going to have the first presidential debate. It's going to be on Fox News. I'm going to be on Instagram and Facebook tonight. You can text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777 and get the links for Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we'll be doing a live broadcast from my front porch. Uh, bourbon and cigars uh, on my front porch. Doug Burgum is telling Dana Bash at CNN he is going to be at the debate. He tore his Achilles tendon. Uh, but he's going to consult with a physician before deciding if he'll participate. But he's there on crutches. He might have to be on crutches the whole time, uh, but says that he intends to debate if the doctor lets him. So we'll see how many painkillers he's hopped up on tonight. It'll be must-see TV. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.